So our first reading today, we hear from the book of Proverbs. We don't hear from that very often. And what we hear is what a worthy wife will do and the skills that she will have, including being able to spin, you take wool and spin it into thread. Not an easy job. You know, 25, 30 years ago was part of some of our um, Revolutionary War reenacting. We bought a drop spindle. And we tried to figure out how to spin thread using that drop spindle. I couldn't do it. My wife couldn't do it. So it takes some skill, some talent. We'll hear more about talents as we go. But actually, what we really want to think about in this reading is not necessarily what a woman, a wife, will do. Because what we want to think about, oh, we want to remember Jesus Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. So each one of us makes up the body of Christ and we make up the church so we are the bride. So when we hear what it is from Proverbs that a worthy wife can do, we need to also translate that for those of us who are not women. It's like, oh, we have a role to play also of being productive and industrious, each one of us. So it's like, don't worry about that uh, gender issue there. We're all called to be part of the body of Christ, part of the bride of Christ, being able to share God's love in the world. Now, a couple of things we hear, you know, and he says, oh, this worthy wife, translate to all of us, will fear the Lord. And in our responsorial, what did we hear? We need to, be, we need to fear the Lord, and we'll be blessed if we fear the Lord. All right, and then that word fear shows up in the gospel. But I want to separate that one. That's a little different meaning. I want to talk about what we hear in Proverbs and in the, the psalm about fear. And it's not a case of worrying and being concerned that something bad is going to happen to us or that God will destroy us or something like that. No, the whole message of this fear the Lord is recognize how awesome God is. So think of a, a beautiful sunrise or a sunset, or the sun tracking across the mountains. Or if you can find some dark sky somewhere, take a look at the stars. What did I see so recently? It was five quadrillion stars or something like that. You know, we now have, now they've now figured out with these new telescopes that there's 200, or 200 billion galaxies. It's just incredible, mind-boggling numbers. God made that. God is awesome. God also made each one of us. So everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we can do comes from God because God loves us. So just reflect on yourself. It's like, wow, God's pretty awesome. He made me and I can breathe because God loves me. And he lets me keep breathing. And he's caring for me always. 
And he wants me to be that worthy member of the body of Christ also. So we have that aspect of fear, not to worry about any kind of a negative, but to recognize God's love for us and how awesome God is in his creation, which includes us. Now that we know that, we have that, all that, you know, once we got that fixed in our minds, it's like, let's take a look at our gospel reading today. The master goes away and he leaves his three of you know, he's an example, three stewards, or three servants. He leaves them with certain of his wealth. So one of them is five talents, another one three talents, and another one one talent. Two of them are very industrious and productive and double those talents, that money they've been lent in this case, they double it. And what are, we don't know the time period, a long time, whatever that is, we don't know. But one of them buries it, does nothing with it, which certainly leads to some difficulties for him. Now, let's adjust that just a little bit to what we know. So, Jesus is going to ascend to the Father. And what does he do? He gives his followers, his disciples, the apostles, he gives them gifts. He gives them gifts of faith, and the gifts they receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some combination, each one a unique a selection of those gifts. Just so we saw one got three talents, one got two talents, one got one talent. So each of us receives that gift of faith. We receive some gifts, some combination of gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as in this parable, you're expected to do something with them. So we receive those gifts. We're expected to do something with them. We're not expected to bury them and forget about them. It's like, that's a bad outcome. Not good. So we're expected to be using those gifts to spread God's word, really, to be witnesses to the world. And if you've ever watched the news, you know the world needs our witness, our witness of Jesus Christ. It needs it desperately. And each one of us is called to be a missionary. You know, I would say at the, the, a parish near where we used to live, they had a large parking lot and only one exit from the parking lot. And they had a big sign right next to the exit. You're entering mission territory. And I've been in a couple of churches. By the exit doors, they had a sign that said, you're entering mission territory. So when we leave here today, we're entering mission territory. That's where we're going. That's where we live most of our lives, out in the mission field. So now when we were baptized, we were anointed as priest, prophet, and king. And that prophet part is for us to share the message of Jesus Christ in the world. And so we have an obligation through that anointing, a responsibility through that anointing to share the message in the world. You know, where we work, in the grocery line, at school, well, while we're driving, you know, wherever we are, Outside of here, we're to be sharing the message of Jesus Christ. 
Maybe in the way we treat other people and how we talk to them, how we show them our love, how we help them out if they need help. It's like, and maybe answering their questions even when they have a question or a concern and we share with them God's love. So that's what we're called to do. Each one of us, male and female, we're all called to do that. Now, some people will say, I don't have any training to do that. I don't know how to do that. I can't do it. Now we need to say, I need to really increase my trust in God. Be able to take one step outside of my comfort zone. Because what do we hear? So this particular gospel is from Matthew's gospel. And the very end of Matthew's gospel, if you recall, it's like Jesus tells us, go and make disciples of all nations, of everybody, all peoples of the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we're to share that message in the world. And he also promises as part of that is I'll be with you to the end of time. And elsewhere we hear that we will receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and when we need them, we'll receive the words we need to share God's message in the world. So he promises to support us. We need to trust. We need to be able to take that one step outside of our comfort zone and be able to say, this is how Jesus Christ makes a, different, a difference in my life. So it's one of the things we want to reflect on. Think about, if somebody asks you, does he make a difference? Be able to say, yes, this is how Jesus Christ makes a difference in my life. That's a crucial piece. If we're ready to do that, we are ready to respond when the time comes. And we have to be open to saying, yes, to God, I trust in you, and I'll respond to you. So today... As you receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity, his real presence in the Eucharist, ask him to help you to take that step outside your comfort zone. Ask him to help you to fully trust in him so that when the day comes, you will be recognized as one of the good and fruitful servants, one of the good and fruitful stewards of God's gifts to you.